Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Well, this program, listeners, is for you. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. Listeners, I hope you understand that elections, elections are just around the corner. And one of the most important things about elections is who gets to vote, who is allowed to vote, and who actually pulls the lever. Around here, I know that for many decades, there's been a tradition of cemetery voting. Uh, That's not what I call fair elections. And so I have a special guest with me, uh, Jim Davis. Uh, who is going to discuss with us his trials and tribulations in the area of voter fraud uh, in the Clay County, Cherokee County, and in North Carolina. Jim, it's a pleasure to have you back here. Uh, nothing in my mind is more important when it comes to fair elections is making sure that those who actually pull the lever are entitled to do so, and more importantly, they only vote once per election. So what is the scope of this problem? Is this a real problem or am I just making it up? Well, this is a very serious problem which does not seem to be covered very much uh, in the media. Um, in the past, since the last election, there have been convictions and prosecutions in 46 states of voter fraud. Uh, there are well over 1.8 million dead voters that are still eligible to vote in this country, and there's two point, uh, almost 3 million people who are registered to vote in more than one state. And there are, according to Pew Research, 24 million voter registrations that are invalid in this country. So what we're going to get to, I hope, by the end of the program is how you can help not have your vote diluted by um, illegal voting. You know, this is a very serious subject, but I can't help but interject a small point of humor. A close friend of mine asked me why I don't think dead people have the right to vote. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true or not, but as far as I'm concerned, that's that's really humor uh, that really belies a very important problem. Because if you don't have tr- free and true elections, how can you possibly have results that matter? And in fact, you're going to give us some examples, I know, in which the wrong results occurred and there were very definitely some bad consequences. 
Well, one thing, um, just to answer your question real quick about um, dead people voting, the way the law is set up is the Board of Elections in North Carolina will not take someone who has died off the voter rolls. Um, When I first became county chairman of one of the parties, I went to my Democratic opposite chairman and said, I think the first thing we need to do is why don't we work together in a bipartisan manner to clean up the voter roll? Uh, This was uh, turned down by the Democratic Party. But Clay County happens to have the highest voter registration of any county in the state of North Carolina. We have 103% of all people over the age of 18 are registered to vote in our county. And for those of you, <laughs> for those of you who didn't catch that, obviously what, what Jim Davis is saying here is that there are more people registered to vote in Clay County than there are physically present alive in Clay County. And uh, in the beginning, I went to the Board of Elections and I took in obituary columns for just of the dead people. I took in a little over 100 dead people who were still on the rolls, and they said, well, we don't take them off the rolls until Social Security notifies us that they are dead. And I said, why don't you go to the coroner's offices in uh, Towns County and in Cherokee County where the hospitals are and Clay County? Oh, we don't do that. I said, but that's where the Social Security Administration gets their list of people who had died, and it may take a year or two for the Social Security Administration to send the names back to the county. But she said, well, the law doesn't require us to do that, therefore we don't do it. But I want to give more of an example. Um, You may remember a couple of years ago when Norm Coleman, a senator in Wisconsin, uh, had won the uh, election for the uh, Senate, by 725 votes out of uh, 2.9 million people voting. And then suddenly there were recounts, and um, anyway, in the end, Franken ended up winning by 312 votes, even though there were 1,099 convicted felons who voted, and many people in the state prisons voted, and there were um, several hundred convictions but the election was not overturned. And when you think about the imp- impact of that election, where um, Al Franken, the former Saturday Night Live uh, comedian, was the 60th Democratic senator, Democrat senator in the U.S. Senate, and, and the first two years of President Obama's administration, they had a foolproof, veto-proof, filibuster-proof from the Republicans. They could do anything they want, and that's how they pushed through Obamacare. That would have never happened had there been uh, fair elections in Wisconsin. So, obviously, we all know that elections have consequences. That is something we should all be aware of. But what you have brought to light here is that unfair and untrue elections can have even worse consequences, and that being people get elected who have an agenda, because after all, what you have to look at with this and with any other, any other criminal activity, and that's what this is, is criminal activity, is who profits from it. That's really the key. So I ask any of the things that we'll talk about later on that might fix this problem, 
if a particular political party doesn't want to participate, like you already mentioned, obviously they expect to profit from the illegal activity. In the case of Wisconsin and Al Franken, all of a sudden a bunch of illegal ballots show up and the person who really won the election uh, did not because over 1,000, 1,099 convicted felons voted in that race. Uh, They voted for Al Franken and that's why he was able to win. So I look at who's going to profit and uh, in that case... Al Franken profited. But, but tell me, why wasn't there, weren't there court cases? Well, there were court cases. There were a lot of court cases, and uh, our Justice Department has been fighting almost all of them. I, I was going to uh, talk about Acorn, which is where President Obama it was his, his one so-called private sector job that he ever had. Acorn, by a Democrat-controlled Congress, They cut off all funding after President Obama was elected because of the massive fraud that was known. And there have been uh, convictions, well, in the 13, all 13 swing states that were a close election. Now, what ACORN has done is changed its name to the Affordable Housing Center for America and its subsidiary uh, Project Vote Voting for America, which was to get out the vote. Is now called Project Vote. They didn't even change their tax ID number. They stayed in the same buildings, and in total violation of the law, they're still doing it. Now, your question was, where are they targeting? Well, this is a Democratic Party uh, endeavor to go particularly to people who are in government assistance and register them. Um, they have done a terrific job. There are counties, uh, LaSalle, Illinois, President Obama's home state. Uh, they have 520% voter registration in that county. That means there's more than five times as many people registered to vote than actually live in the county. You know, I'm sorry, Jim, I mean, but these are such obvious uh, illegal acts. I just cannot believe that people can actually get away with that? Well, uh, ACORN in the last election registered 1,312,000 voters nationally. Uh, 400,000 of these voter applications that were collected were rejected by election officials for various reasons, including the entire starting lineup of the... uh, Arizona Cardinals was registered in 12 states, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and a lot of other places. And in the case of Al Franken's win in Wisconsin, there were 43,000 new voters were registered in the, in the waning days before the election. Wasn't there also some ballots that were carried around in the trunk of someone's car in that race? Yes, and they happened to all be absentee ballots. There were 250 of them, and every single one of them voted for Al Franken. What a surprise. Now, there was in New York State, upstate New York, Troy. uh, In Troy, New York, they had a similar situation, and... The Justice Department went and ACL went to block. They wanted to take the fingerprints off of all these ballots and match and also check the uh, election officials who were counting the ballots to see if there were 
the same hands and they wanted to do uh, signature analysis and all of this. The Justice Department has worked very hard, has sued a number of states to block them from having voter ID. They blocked it in Texas. Um, they tried in Georgia. And, and, and the reason they get away with that is the uh, Voter Motor Act, well, let's see, way back, it's in 1993 when President Clinton signed the Voter Motor Act. He had Pivot and Cohen standing behind them, and they were behind this whole thing because it's the best way to have unaccountable voter fraud. And when you register all the people in the last few weeks before the election, as ACORN did four years ago, it's almost impossible to check the validity of these registrations. Now, that's the act, isn't it, where you can drive up and just vote from your car? Is that is that basically it? Yeah, you can basically uh, register with a driver's license. Uh, I'll give you an example. When my wife is a Hispanic immigrant, when we ca- came to North, Car- North Carolina, the first thing we went in to get a driver's license, and she said, do you need to see a copy of my naturalization papers? She has a thick Latin accent. And they said, no, no, we're not allowed to ask you whether you're a citizen. And it asked the same question when she registered to vote. And they said, no, we, we, we can't ask you if you're a citizen or not. Well, so we have obviously a very serious problem on our hands. Uh, There are a lot of people obviously voting who are not legally uh, allowed to vote, and that does affect the outcome of elections. We're going to pay a few bills, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, what Jim Davis feels are some good solutions that we can try. Do you have eye problems? Ophthalmologist Dr. Dan Eichenbaum, a graduate of Yale Medical School and the Bascom Palmer Eye Institute, has the training and experience to give your precious eyes the expert care they need. Whether it's cataract surgery, macular degeneration, diabetic eye disease, or glaucoma, call Dr. Dan Eichenbaum, 828-837-5404 in Murphy, or 706-745-9777 in Blairsville. Medicare and insurance accepted. Quality eye care, regardless of your ability to pay. A long, long time ago in Young Harris, a restaurant opened with food so tasty and delicious the streets were chaos with bandits and outlaws fighting for a chance to enjoy one of their delicious steaks. That place is still here, and it's right down the road. Brothers at Willow Ranch is the place for the finest steaks, seafood, burgers, and chicken in town. Located on Highway 76 in Young Harris, Brothers at Willow Ranch, where Southern hospitality is their specialty. Call for reservations today, 706-379-1272. Mountain Graphics has a mission statement that says they'll always provide quality service and project management with decades of experience in all areas of the graphics industry. And they're always trying to bring fresh ideas to their customers for a finished product they deserve. That's why you need to call Mountain Graphics for all of your fine printing and signs. So whether it's printing needs like business cards, envelopes, flyers, greeting cards, and even wedding announcements, or maybe you need window graphics, banners, or wall lettering, call Mountain Graphics today at 706-896-4257 or visit mountaingraphicsonline.com. We're talking with Jim Davis uh, about a very, very serious and important problem. That's voter fraud with the elections coming up. We need to make sure that everyone who is supposed to vote votes. And we need to make sure that people who are not legally entitled to vote don't vote. Uh, You're going to talk now about some solutions. Uh, What do you propose as some of the steps that we can take right now to try and keep these elections legal and fair. Well, the first thing I would recommend everyone to do, if you don't want to see your 
vote diluted that you should volunteer to help the Republican Party, Democratic Party, Tea Party, any par- any group of people who is willing to get on the phone and call up all registered voters. And uh, I have volunteered to do this. And basically, it's not a political call. Um, basically ask is the person who is registered with this phone number and address do they live there if they do you say thank you and that's it if they don't live there you should ask do you know where they live now if they've moved out of the county out of the state make a notation and hand these back to the republican party and that will help get off people off the rolls we did this in clay county uh did it in two precincts and found approximately 30 percent of the people on the rolls, did not live where it was stated where their registration in, which would make their registration invalid. Now, of course, when you do that, you may not, they may not agree to take them off the rolls, but then if you challenge the elections, you can go through and see if any of those people actually voted. Yes, they will not take them off the rolls. Um, the National, uh, National Voter Registration Act mandates that election officials maintain clean voter rolls by removing people who have died, moved away, or are no longer eligible. Uh, but for example, in North Carolina, they say if, if you haven't voted in the last two elections, which is the uh, presidential election, so if, if the person has not voted in the last eight years, they, se- they send a card to the address asking if the people still live there. Now, most people, if they've moved out, probably the people that live there, it looks like a little card and it's junk mail and it gets thrown in, in, the, in the trash and that person stays on the rolls. Board of Elections told me that there's no way that anybody could stay on the rolls for more than eight years. I gave them some names of people friends um, who had been at it, who no longer lived in the county for over 20 years was still on the rolls. So what you're saying is, is, is if we want to make these voter rolls clean, it takes volunteerism, it takes people actually going and doing the work that the government is supposed to do and won't do. Now, how about photo ID? Isn't that another way? You know, for me and you, I know if you want to go on an airplane, you need a photo ID. You want to cash a check, you need a photo ID. Most of the time you use a credit card, you need a photo ID. We need photo IDs to do almost everything but for some for some reason for voting that's just not on the on the in the cards is it no and the curious thing is for example uh, across the country 75 percent of the people in this country in every poll you can just about every poll you see is in favor of voter ID but the Democratic Party the ACLU and the acorn affiliates, have fought this tooth and and more important than anything, the U.S. Justice Department under Eric Holder have gone after states and they're just suing all over the place trying to block voter ID. You Um, know, it, it strikes me again what I said before. Who benefits? Who benefits from not having photo ID? If you try to block photo ID, what you're saying is obviously... I am going to benefit from voters not having photo ID. That's why I don't want them to have the photo ID. Uh, yes, and well, the Justice Department—I don't know how to say. I don't, you know, I don't know how much more we can say about photo ID other than we should have it. I, I think the best example is when Georgia passed their photo ID law. There was a lot of complaints that this would disenfranchise minority voters and. Uh, Actually, in the entire state, in the first election they had under voter ID, there were exactly two people in the entire state that went in to vote that couldn't produce some kind of voter identification. Two people out of 
millions. So besides photo ID, what else can we do? The other thing um, is that you have to let, well, first of all, if you can volunteer to be a poll watcher so that, for example, um, in Clay County in early voting, and that's when most uh, most of the uh, early voting uh, is mo- where most of the fraud is, uh, where we saw irregularities, we made complaints, the Board of Elections, which the majority of the uh, people on the board are Democrats, but uh, and they, I made some suggestions for changes, which I was blown off, but then when I said I was going to write a letter about it, uh, they implemented some of the changes. There are several organizations that are that I could recommend that you go to volunteer uh, with True the Vote. That's www.truethevote.org. And they have a place on that page where they can help you get in contact with people to, uh, in your state and in your area to help clean up the voter rolls. And there is another website, www.protectourvote.us. And this website provides state-by-state information about voting laws, voter fraud risk, and updated information about voter ID efforts. And you might want to keep up with uh, Judicial Watch. And uh, actually, I'm a director of Accuracy and Media, and they have a special report on the national, the left's national voter fraud strategy, which uh, would give you a full overview and give you all sorts of ideas and get you excited about volunteering to help clean up our voter rolls. My guest has been Jim Davis of Clay County, North Carolina, an expert on voter fraud, not because he commits it, He doesn't vote early and often the way some people do. Voter fraud is a crime. It has to be eradicated. We must have fair elections. We must have legal voters only choosing who will be our leaders. Thank you very much, Jim. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. To hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be all right this morning